What up, everybody? My name is Jordan. Most people call me J-Rob, and I have here with me Casey, and we just want to welcome you guys to the Broken Bat Podcast. Uh, we're here just to talk about baseball, have a good time. I'm from St. Louis originally, so I'm a huge Cardinals fan. Casey's an M's fan. Um, so we try, we'll try not to have any bias, but uh, we can't promise that there won't be any, but we'll have plenty of hot takes. Um, and really we're just here to talk about baseball and have a good time. Uh, Casey, I kind of already introduced yourself a little bit, but do you want to add anything else or say anything with that? Uh, nope. You hit it on the head. Huge Gems fan, uh, ready for our first, uh, championship this year. And, uh, we're gonna, you know, tell the world what we're about. Yeah, it's going to be, honestly, I'm super excited just in general for baseball to start. So for those of you listening, which I know is many, today's March 31st, um, pretty late. So pretty much all the games, I think, for today are over. So day two in the MLB is done. Um, But we'll get into this a little bit later. But we just today kind of want to introduce ourselves, talk about opening day, maybe some things that surprised us, what we liked, what we didn't like. And then maybe also, just as we should, make our predictions for kind of the playoffs, maybe World Series. Not really get into, like, awards per se, but just kind of focus on our predictions for teams or whatever, just for, for playoffs. Um, but yeah, we this is episode number one. We're going to be recording um, throughout the season. We don't have an exact, like time period or not time period but how a frequency the episodes are going to come out we're still working on that this is just kind of a spur of a moment but we do have some podcast experience myself i had my own podcast and then i was in a podcast with casey and some other friends and then me and casey did a podcast as well from so this is kind of my fourth podcast casey has also been in some of those podcasts so we both have a little bit of podcast experience but honestly our biggest thing is we just love talking about sports in general but i think baseball for both of us is probably our number one um and just want to share our joy and knowledge not that we necessarily have a ton of that but just our insights and everything on on the game and and want to have a place to talk about that so that's what this is um casey anything else you want to add i'm just kind of ranting over here no, I think you hit on the head. I think we're excited to be here. We're excited to share our passion and love for the game with you guys, and we're hoping you do the same with us. For sure. And so, yeah, we'll probably get maybe some social media out there at some point, maybe an email, um, hopefully lock down the frequency of how often we want to get the an episode out there. Uh, but for now, we're just kind of riding the wave, and that will come as, as it does but we may also have another buddy jump on with us uh, from time to time or be a regular he just isn't on here tonight and then also we may have some surprise guests as in just other friends of ours no one's special at least at this point we'll see though maybe in the future but anyways Casey let's get started what is what's your biggest takeaway or what's your biggest surprise I mean you go where you want but when I say opening day 2023 what do you think of um well i was pretty excited yesterday i watched a handful of games uh there's a few games that kind of stuck out to me and really was i want to shout out pitching performance and that's marcus stroman of the chicago cubs i know you're a cardinal guy but it's good to see stro back kind of dominating the brewers 
They have some good stars. I like Yelich a lot. Garrett Mitchell is up and coming. Um, Willie Adamas is good. And the Brewers are, you know, a lot of people are picking the Cardinals to win the Central, but the Brewers are still a dark horse. I feel like that could make a run at that division. I don't think the Cubs are going to make a division run by any means. Um, but it's good to see people like Stroman get behind, kind of get back into it. I think he had, what was it? He went six innings. I want to say he had over, I think it's seven strikeouts, maybe more. Didn't give up. I think they gave up a few hits. I want to say, let me put this baseball reference. Yeah, three hits, three walks. I mean, pretty good stat, stat line for that. Pretty interesting. Um, so shout out to Stroman for kind of having a bounce back. I love to see Bellinger kind of get it on too. I'm kind of glad he's out of LA into a new area with Chicago. Um, but really what stood out to me was two things on opening day. As most of you may know, hit fall baseball, the rule changes. Uh, there's three rules. I guess I said two, but there's kind of one one goes hand in hand is bigger bases. And it kind of showed how many more guys are aggressive. On top of that, the pitch clock. So the urgency, I felt the game just moved a lot faster. Guys were kind of not taking as much time. So we were on the box, walking around the box. Um, pitchers not taking as long to get ready as well. I like it. I think it speeds the game up. I think it makes it'll only grow from here with our casual fans kind of get more into it because it's not as slow paced as you and I know. Me and J-Rob do appreciate good pitching or we understand the game. So the pace wasn't the worst to begin with, but I think it'd be good for the game to speed it up. And then another one I didn't know, but I was watching the Braves and Nationals game. And Acuna got on first at bat, single to, uh, single to right field. Corbin threw over twice, and I didn't know this rule until the announcers taught it or told me. But the pitcher can only get off the rubber, so either pick off, step off, whatever, twice in that bat, or the batter gets an automatic ball, I believe. And so when Acuna found out that he threw over twice, that's all he had, you immediately, he immediately took off and stole the base easy. So I think that's good for the game. You'll see a lot more stolen bases, a little bit more offense. I was even telling Jared yesterday, texting him, that their offense was kind of popping and the pitching wasn't as much so that's kind of like my takeaway from opening day really is I mean besides the Mariners winning on a Ty France home run in the eighth inning to beat the Guardians but yeah that's kind of like my takeaway is what what do you think I think honestly two things well one big thing oh I don't know I'm kind of all over where I'm going to go with this first thing I was very interested going into opening day and just like you I was stoked um like I literally was so excited left work a few minutes early, hauled home, like had the game on my phone while I was driving home and then just watched pretty much the whole rest of the game. I had to leave because I had an appointment like at the very end of the game, but I was just stoked for baseball to be back. I've been waiting. The Cardinals, like our top prospect was there for opening day and like was starting in right field. There's just a lot of things to be excited about and just baseball in general to be back. I was stoked. Um, but with that, like all, like you said, all the rule changes, not that there was necessarily a ton, but there's some, kind of some big rule changes that have an effect in the game. And, I mean, we already saw that day one. Um, with that, like, yeah, looking at all the scores from day one, there, like, there's a lot of high-scoring games. The Cardinals game, do you know how many hits were in that game? First off, do you, I told you earlier, but do you remember the score of that game first? I think it was nine to ten. I think the Blue yeah. Jays had ten to nine oh, geez, in hits. Nineteen hits. 
And yeah. then I think the Cardinals had 16, didn't they? 15, yeah. So 19 hits, 15 hits, 10 to 9. Blue Jays also had an error. But that's 34 hits in a single game. Like, maybe I have seen that and just not realized it in my life. But I feel like that's an insane number of hits in a game. And then also there's Baltimore and Boston. They had, how many is that, 26 hits in their game. Phillies and Rangers had 22. That was in a 7 to 11 game. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there was a ton of hits. Rockies and Padres. Rockies beat the Padres opening day 7 2. Rockies had 17 hits with to, compared to the Padres 7. So, I mean, that's 24 hits. So, it's just, I don't know. There was a lot, which, it, I mean, is a good sign for baseball because a lot of times early in the year, like, I mean, both sides, pitching and hitting, can be slower just because it's the beginning of the year. People are still, like, getting into midseason form, all that. But I think with World Baseball Classic, obviously not everyone participated in that, but I feel like that helped raise the levels for a lot of players and a lot of teams um, because players that didn't go got more work because players, like, left to go play, and that was just an intense environment. So, honestly, I think it's great for the game. But then also a stat that I saw somewhere, and then I have up now. Do you know how many stolen bases there were on opening day yesterday? I'm going to say... Well, okay, yeah, no, we'll start with this. I'm going to say 12. There's 12. 12 stolen bases yesterday. Is that final answer? Yes. Flip those numbers around. There was 21 stolen bases yesterday. and. Holy. Yeah, and only two were caught stealing. So that's a success rate of 91%. In 2022, how many stolen bases were there on opening day? Um, I'm going to say less than 10. Yeah, there's five and four caught stealing. So 56% success rate. So that quadrupled how many total stolen bases or whatever. And there was half the amount of caught stealing. So like the 56 to 91% success rate, that's a huge difference. Like, I mean, that's just insane. And I'm, like, I honestly don't know what else would cause that or, well, I mean, besides the rule change. Because, yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure what the rule is specifically, and I could be wrong, is you can throw over three times. But if you fail on the third time, it's an automatic base advancement for the runner. So a lot of times people don't throw over on the third time or it's hard because if you throw over and don't get them, then they automatically get the base. So that's why if you, I think you said Acuna, if he, that's probably why he pretty much took off because he knew the pitcher probably wasn't going to throw over because if he didn't get him, he was going to get the base anyways. But they're, I don't know. So that's like, I think that's a part of it more than the bigger bases. I mean, maybe that's it. But also another rule change, which I didn't know until yesterday, is you have to, like, for if you want to challenge a play, you don't have, I think it was last year and previously, is you had like 15 seconds or something to tell no, us. 15 seconds this year. So last year, I think they could hold it up for like probably a minute or so while the uh, review guy or whatever, the video director yeah. or whatever, the guy that tells the, into the dug, or tells the dugout to challenge the play. Yeah. I think now they only have 15 seconds. I think that was like what they were, or I think what game was I watching shoot? It might have been. Well, I think it was something like that, but I think now you have to pretty much let the umpire know, like, immediately. Immediately, yeah. It's like, almost immediately. You don't because, 
time to give. With yeah, them. like you don't have time to talk on the phone and say, hey, I want to challenge this. Because I think at least what the announcers, the, like the home field Cardinal announcers were saying yesterday is they are trying to get rid of just like those ticky-tack calls where, yeah, sure, maybe he was sliding and his finger came off the base for just like a millisecond and got back on and he called them uh, – safer ever and he was holding the tag and got him while his finger slipped off which sure yeah he's technically out but like if he beat the throw there and the tag and everything and then just slipped off like pretty much i guess and from what they're saying is they're trying to get rid of like reviewing those calls and like not that they don't want those to get overturned but that's it can yeah have a big impact but like those plays are also going to be the ones that they have to take the most time on because if it's just for a fraction of a second or something, they have to like look at every angle, see when his finger came off or like anything like that. And so, and obviously, what they're trying to do is speed the game up. So that's why, at least, what they're saying is they're trying to like prevent or take away things that are slowing the game down. And so that's why they got rid of it, or why you have to make that decision. And it's to like challenge the plays that are seem pretty clear and obvious that like the wrong call was made or whatever but that's obviously i don't know that's not from mlb.com or anything but that's what they were saying and i mean it makes sense to me just again don't know if that's a the official reasoning behind that or anything yeah no i i like the rules I, I'm, I'm for it i know a lot of older generation fans probably won't like it as much because i mean a lot of old it changes hard for most people especially people of older generations but I yeah. think it's good to grow the game this way. I think it's only going to bring positives. I mean, I know um, Manfred's received a lot of heat in the past for rules and whatnot, but I think this time around, I think this is good for the game. I know a lot of guys in spring training that I've listened to other podcasts and t- taken in other um, baseball content that are closer to the game, closer to the actual athletes, and they've said that the pitch clock and whatnot was an adjustment. Uh, you have to grow up. These are professional athletes, though, so, I mean, it is their job, and I think at some point, hopefully soon, um, this won't be an issue. Yeah. I think it will be. I think it just takes – it's a growing pain. I think, especially for the guys in WBC, uh, like you, you saw Pete Alonso kind of slowly walk back to first base, and it cost Jeff McNeil – a strike. So I think it's just these things that you want to happen now, grow or within the first couple of weeks of the season. Because once it comes September, October, and this happens, it's going to be a lot more influential in the game than it is the second yeah. day of 162. Yeah. So I think it's good for the game. I think by mid-May, maybe even sooner, guy, you won't see as many guys having it, or it'll almost be like not at all. Um, I would like to see maybe the pitch clock go to like. 20 seconds total because I think the issue for guys with no runners on it's hard to get the wind up going I think it's a very fast pace so I think 20 seconds for the wind up and for the stretch would be good but I mean again I'm just speaking from an outside perspective and they know more I'm not making the rules so yeah. I'm not going to say too much um, but I like it I think it's good I think it will ultimately be good for the game Yeah, I um, think. but with that being said as well with that we were talking about offense, we also have to look at Garrett Cole, and he had what? I was it? Oh, geez, I don't even know how many strikeouts he had. Let me look it up. Yeah, I have. I'm pulling up his game right now. While we're pulling it up, though, I think one thing as well is just the 
oh, what is it? Oh, yeah, with the pitch clock and everything, like now it's not going to be that big of a deal. Even if a game ends by a pick pitch clock violation somehow sure it's going to make the front page of like all the baseball things people are going to talk about it but at the end of the day i don't think it'll be that big of a deal i think it's going to be when it comes down to like end of the season last month or two people are in like playoff hunts all those different things and if a game ends at that point when and granted people will say they've been doing this for months now they should know yada 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 but that's where i feel like if it does happen at that point that's where people are going to be super pissed because especially a fan base like, because if they lose a game like that and they're in a playoff hunt, like, th- that's huge or whatever. Um, but, yeah, Garrett Cole yesterday, six innings pitch, only had th- given, gave up three hits. He walked two people and had 11 Ks, so. Well, on the flip side of that, look at Logan Webb's stat line, six innings pitch. He had, sure gave up four earned runs, but 12 strikeouts and only two walks. I mean, yeah. I feel like Garrett Cole kind of took the show with that one just with the three hits, and obviously the Yankees walked away with the win, 5 nothing. but... Yeah. Well, and I mean, two of... Logan only... Webb with 12 strikeouts, that's... <laughs> yeah. I feel like he had, like, only two or three. He had a pretty good game, considering... I mean, match the four earned runs, but I think, what, one was a judge home run. I think maybe a Glaber yeah. Torres home run. Yeah. He, yeah, he only gave up four hits. Two of them were home runs. And he, I mean, 12 Ks in six innings, that's two... Like, two of the three outs every inning is a strikeout so yeah that's and it's good. also yankee stadium so how were yeah. those home runs true home runs or were they kind of like yeah you know give me home runs no for sure and that i mean i saw judge his home run live and i'm pretty sure that one was center field and so it was for sure deeper i don't i can't remember how deep their center field is but i mean well, i think it's only like 400 if that maybe 390 it's still a small it's a pretty small field so if you're in like comerica or even like Boston. I didn't go as far. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how St. Louis's dimensions, but uh, I think in it's in a, at least it's a ma- pitcher's ballpark. A, a good amount, I'd say. It's it probably would have left half the ballparks, but I would still think some hold that in, like America for sure. Like it, they're four twenty dead center, so like I don't think he got all of that. But Yankee Stadium. I mean, it's also a sunny day. The ball's gonna fly a lot more. And it's Aaron Judge. I mean, not not to knock Aaron Judge, but yeah, no. So this is the dimensions. It says their left field's three eighteen. Their dead center's four oh eight, and then they're three fourteen down the right field line. So they're pretty short down the line, and then like yeah, right, four oh eight's but, pretty deep. I mean, yeah, four oh eight is think, deep. I mean, so I think St. Louis is just four hundred. Yeah, but yeah. So I don't. I don't know. It was wasn't too bad but we'll i don't know i didn't see all the other ones or whatever but any yeah. any other standouts any other scores or anything from day one Nothing really i mean baltimore boston i mean you kind of figured baltimore with how young they were last year i mean adley rush went five for five he's the first catcher i think to hit for five hits on an opening day um, Cubs beat the Brewers for nothing. Um, Rays beat the Tigers. You kind of expect that. I mean, the Phillies Rangers game that kind of surprised me because the Grom didn't look great to begin yeah. with. He kind of struggled. I still end up with seven Ks, but I know he gave a home run to Alec Bohm. Uh, Trey Turner and I think Brandon Marsh went back to back triples on him. Uh, so not a great debut for him in Texas, but. Uh, they still got the win. Um, Twins, Royals, Twins won 2 nothing. Nothing's right there. Mets won. Um, 
Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I mean, Noel Cruz, I know, had a decent home run. Uh, I saw on Twitter. I didn't really watch it. I just saw it said he hit, hit a cannonball, kind of on par. Uh, actually, what I want to talk about is the Padres because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they lost opening day and they, they lost today. Did they lose today? Real quick, they I just want to. I want to throw this in super quick, then we'll go Padres. Is that cool? Yeah. It just and we can maybe come back to this, but just so I don't forget, we can focus on Padres. I feel bad for Shohei Otani. Six innings, two hits, three walks, ten Ks, no runs, nothing. Then they go seventh inning for Herget. Could be pronouncing that wrong. Goes one inning, one strikeout, no hits, boom. So they go through seven innings, nothing, and they're up one nothing, but then they give up. Loop comes in for the eighth. Gives up two hits, two runs, both earned. Only got one strikeout. Was his one out, and then so and they lose the game two one. So I mean, also got you have to go like Mike Trout didn't get a hit that game. Shohei had one hit, one walk. Mike Trout had a walk. So I don't uh, know. Red I just, getting investigated by the police. Yeah, like he had a walk, struck out twice. Otani struck out twice. I don't know. I just, I just feel bad for the Angels, specifically Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, because Shohei Otani pitched a great game, got on base twice, and they still lost two to one. Like you have two of the best players in the world, and you score one run. Granted, people are he won't be days, he won't be an Angel much longer. Yeah, it just sucks. But anyways, I think I think I think you keep I think. On the, on the topic, well, say, we could say this for a whole. This could be a whole other topic of controversy. Yeah, I'll just keep it sweet. You keep Trout. Trout's the guy that's invested, kind of kept his mouth shut. I mean, look, Anaheim is a great place. Disneyland, Southern California, always sunny, always good weather. But you know, it does rain in paradise sometimes. And I think Shohei is. I think he's a Dodger. I want to say he's not, but I think if you look at the Dodgers' moves and how much cap space they've cleared up and how much they're just clearing up stockpile, they're going to throw him that payday. Not that I think Shohei's a bag chaser, but I think he wants to win. And I think anywhere Shohei goes, whether that be the Yankees, Cardinals, Dodgers, Mariners, Met, wherever he goes who has deep pockets and who wants to go pay in the money, they're all one piece away, and I think Shohei is that piece and more. You get a DH who's got 40 home run power, 100 RBIs. He can even steal bases. He'll give you 30 good starts, probably go, I don't know, 15 or plus wins. ERA under 250. I mean, you're getting a, you're getting Babe Ruth, but better. So we'll talk about that later because I feel like that's yeah. something we could probably go like a whole episode on yeah. and no, when it gets closer to the deadline I mean we could probably even go like where is, where is he going to go I think the smart thing to do would be the Angels to ship him out and get something back because you can get MLB ready oh, yeah. talent and picks but as we all know the Angels don't draft well the Angels are kind of just bad right now Garbage. front office field to play I mean it sucks because like you want the Angels to do well because you want Mike Trout and Shohei. You want them in the playoffs. You want them on the biggest stage. I mean, look at the WBC when I was literally smiling that whole at yeah. that, the end of the WBC between Trout and Otani. That's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. The two best guys going at it. And, yeah, and, and Mike 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 Trout strikes out, and I'm like, you know what? If the U.S. was going to lose, that's how I wanted to lose. Like, I mean, obviously you don't want to lose, but it's like that's just 
that's prime time right there. Like that's the best situation, best case. Like and sure it didn't end up for the U.S., but like that's phenomenal baseball right there. But that's the only time they well Trout experienced playoff baseball how long? a decade ago maybe almost, and then Shohei never has in the majors. So it's just sad, honestly. The Angels. It, it felt like it, it felt like as I watch more baseball like i feel like i watch real moot real muto uh trey turner even like sprout does it feel like guys that like that were in the wbc especially on like the american team like the u.s team don't they just feel kind of like they don't look as hyped to play or like they don't look as like into it they're kind of like they do it because it's their job and they're going through it and like they'll do the best they can but like to me it felt like the wbc meant more to them than this season has thus far i mean granted it's hard to go from an environment where you're going from spring training to live national television. People are selling out Phoenix or Facefield and Miami stadiums for you to play in front of them. You go to the championship with WBC, lose to Shohei on a hundred or an eighty-eight mile per hour slider, like to go back to spring training. Like, doesn't it feel like they're just not? is thrilled to be back in their regular teams and it does to like play for the u.s you know yeah does, does well, for, for otani and trout specifically or just players in general i just think just players i feel like i, I don't know i feel like a lot of people knock at wbc because it's not it's in a sense expedition games because it's just a tournament right with yeah. select players it's not the major leagues it's not the world series but i feel like the, like this is almost bigger to some players like if you look at like the Puerto Rican teams and the Dominican and Venezuela, Cuba, like these guys are, they're in, they're more into it. They're more passionate about it. They play like a lot harder. They celebrate a lot harder just because it's like, it's for their country. Like to yeah. me, if I were on, a, on team USA, like, you know, I'm going balls to the wall. Like yeah. I'm so well, patriotism. Like and if I get a single in a big yeah. game, I'm fist pumping. Yeah. I, like, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm yelling to the dugout. Like, it, no, I think, I think it depends. Well, like, I mean, I don't know. I guess what I mean by that is depending on who the player is and the team they play for. Like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, they have to go back to the Angels. Like, and no offense to anyone that's on the Angels or anything like that, but just look at the track record. What have the Angels done in the last five to ten years? And nothing really. They don't have a, a great case of being a great team. And so that's just like a disappointment from going from, especially for Trout, you were on an all-star team. Maybe you're the pitching wasn't the best pitching the U.S. has to offer, but that lineup, like, you literally cannot get that. Like, there wasn't that many offensive players that would have been better than what the the team U.S. had. Like, you could argue judge. You could, I mean, I'd have to go through the list and see. But at least hitting-wise, I don't feel like there was that many better. I feel like, and again, this is where maybe the first bias comment comes in of the podcast. I don't think... There's a better third baseman that we could have gotten. I like his in Nolan Arenado, but then also Bobby Witt Jr., who sure is young, but like another phenomenal third baseman. Shortstop Trey Turner, don't think he get better. We had a stellar another stellar shortstop in Tim Anderson, and he went to second because just to get him on the field as well. So maybe we could have had a better second baseman, not better than Tim Anderson, but like a true really good second baseman, but I don't know who, what American second basemen are in the league right now. Like, that would be better than, I don't even know who was there. Was it McNeil or he's in the outfield? I can't remember. Uh, He played a little bit of both. He played some second and some outfield. But, yeah, I mean, 
if you think about it, all the good second basemen's like let's think like Altuve, um, yeah. he was on Venezuela. Yeah. Uh, like I, I just can't I mean, think that's of. Kind of that's, that's, and, kind of, that's kind of the standard for it. Like yeah, yeah I, feel like the, I feel like second baseman used to be jam packed back in the day, but as of now, it's like yeah, yeah maybe Jeff McNeil by committee. Like yeah, I think there's good second basemen. I just don't know if there's an all star at second base right now. Like I mean, obviously there's an all star every year at second base and both AL and NL, but like, I don't know if there's a Trey Turner at second base or Nolan Arenado at second base, like just a superstar at second base right now. I mean, um, there is, but I mean, he's hurt. He's also a cheater. So who? Oh, two. Well, I mean for the U S sorry. Oh yeah. I mean like for MLB. Yeah. yeah well, no. actually while we're, while we're, this is to kind of put this at rest. Cause I'm so done talking about the Astros scandal, but yeah, Altuve, if you look at his statistics, there is a, a video on YouTube that, shows the time of like the trash can hitting and Altuve not wanting the trash can like you could even see it like he'll hit it he calls time steps out looks at the dugout like and just disappointment like dude come on but I think he did use the buzzer that to me it makes more sense because you know he doesn't want to get his shirt ripped off and everything like how do you know you're gonna take Chapman yard like how do you know like you just don't know that's coming yeah like anyways over it it was so long ago anyway yeah but yeah they're um, well i just think okay we kind of went on a tangent about wbc which i do not mind at all because love the wbc um, love is phenomenal it. but just with the the going back to the conversation topic of players feeling not as hyped or like less emotional about essentially being with the regular teams if it's like trout otani i understand because they're playing with all stars and then now they're on a, a losing team. And, like, especially for Otani, he just won the WBC versus one of the best offenses, like, assembled. And then now they're going to a team that they lost to the A's on opening day. Like, really? Like, honestly? Like, that's embarrassing. I think, and again, bias. I think for Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, I don't think it's as big of a step away from like for Trout and Otani is because the Cardinals won the division last year. They're a playoff team last year. They're expected to be a playoff team this year. I mean, same with Trey Turner. Playoff team last year, even though he wasn't on the Phillies last year, they were a playoff team last year, went to the World Series, expected to be a playoff team this year. So for players that are going back to teams that are like playoff contenders, I feel like it's less of a jump or whatever, or like less they're still excited, but I definitely think there's a step down or like there's less excitement for the regular season than there was the WBC. Not that they're not excited for the season, but just there was a short tournament that they knew was going to be a week or two long, and then now they have to go play for six months, like pretty much every day for six months or whatever. It's just a long time, or they're just pacing themselves maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm surprised before you go talk about the Padres, uh, I'm going to say something. I'm surprised how you asked me, uh, what I thought about opening day or like what stood out to me. I'm surprised you didn't say Wainwright singing the national anthem. I thought you were going to 100% yeah. bring that up. But You know, I forgot about – well, I, I mean, I watched a, I've watched so many videos on it, but I forgot about it when we were just at this moment or whatever. But that was, that was cool. I'm going to be honest, <laughs> not the best singer I've ever heard. I don't think it was bad, but <laughs> it's like, oh. But did, have you listened to it? Yeah, I got through the first probably 
20 seconds before I was like, I can't take this. I gotta, I gotta turn this <laughs> yeah. off. It was like, okay. I mean, good for, I think that's a cool thing. Like if I was in his shoes, well, sidebar, he, like he's trying to go, I don't know how seriously, but he kind of messes with music a little bit now and like more of the country twang if you couldn't pick up on that when he was singing but he like I don't know because he sings a little bit like I can see him being comfortable doing that but I don't sing whatsoever and suck at singing so I'd never actually do that if I was in his spot but if I could sing it all I would do it just like your last year you know you're gonna retire you've already said you're gonna retire you're not playing because you're hurt like especially when you're supposed to I would for sure do that like if I were him but cool thing to do maybe it wasn't executed the best and maybe it's just because there's nerves in front of like forty-eight thousand people but i don't know oh yeah so going back kind of tying back in i mean two games in you've lost the rockies let's see and, and to confirm colorado did win today four to one yesterday they won seven to seven two to- so does that is that raise level of, of concern? I mean, I know it's it's the second game of the season. I'm not the type of guy that's going to write off the Padres because, to be honest with you, I picked the Padres. Oh, well, I, I can't say that because we haven't done that part of the podcast yet. But it's a little tease there for you. But the pot, I know a lot of people have the Padres coming out of the NL, and a lot of people saw the Padres winning it all. So yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say hit panic mode or they're writing them off because it is tomorrow will be April 1st, right? I mean, we've played two baseball games out of 162. I think they'll be okay, but that's kind of a surprise to me because the Rockies were kind of considered the bottom of the division there, kind of bottom of the NL. I mean, obviously not they're not the Pirates or the Reds or the Nationals by any means, but yeah, still, like they weren't sought after to be a contending team at all this year so for who sorry in the NBA, well just the, the rockies in general oh, the rockies like, yeah like, yeah like, like i mean they're two and zero against the padres right now in san diego so yeah. great start for and granted them. tatis isn't there no tatis in right field why is he not there um, i miss that uh it's his suspension still from last year i oh. think he got I think he has to serve, I think, maybe like 20 more games, 15 more games. I think he misses April. I think that's what. Oh, look at I, that. I, I don't know. We could ask our, our dear friend Jake, who's a beloved Padres oh, well. fan. Um, a- oh, he's eligible to return April 20th. Okay, so yeah, so on 420. He'll probably blaze into the, you know, blaze oh, well, well. Their anyway, first home game won't uh, be till May 1st after that. But anyway, sorry, continue. So, yeah, I, that's just my – it's kind of interesting to me. And granted, that whole division is kind of like in a weird spot right now because the D-backs beat the Dodgers, but also they lost to the Dodgers on opening day. So they're 1-1. The Giants are now 0-1. The Rockies are 2-0, and and the Padres are 0-2. Yeah. Now, again, third day of baseball tomorrow. But I, if you were to ask me if <laughs> – if the Rockies would lead the division, Padre to the bottom, and then most <laughs> the Diamondbacks and Dodgers split, and the Giants are 0 1. Like, I'd be like, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, just a quick little tidbit of that. Um, no, yeah, I think. That was kind of funny. I think what's crazy to me is, well, not crazy, but I just pulled up the stats so far for the Padres, just 
uh, batting stats. Soto, I mean, again, it's only been two games. He only has seven at-bats, but he doesn't have a hit yet. And 0 for 7, that's not that crazy. Um, Xander Bogarts, he leads the team with four hits, tied with Kim. But And they haven't struck out a, t- a ton. Jake uh, Cronworth or whatever, he struck out three times, which leads the team. So you get three out of seven at-bats. So, again, not crazy. They just, I mean, like you said, you wouldn't expect the Padres to be, or to do that. But my boy... Yeah. Matt Carpenter has an RBI, one strikeout. Has, doesn't have a hit yet, so probably a sack fly. But I'm honestly excited for him. Hope he does well. But And then yeah. on the Rockies' side, Chris Bryant has two runs, four hits. Charlie Blackman has five hits. Like, they have Boy, some – KB. They have some good – I don't know. I mean, they have good players, but it just kind of surprises me. CJ Crone has five RBIs already somehow. She's Louise. Well, he was tearing up last year. I mean, he's been bouncing around, too. He's with the yeah. Angels, and he was with the – oh, geez. I think he was with the Orioles at one point. Like, he's been kind of bouncing around. Fun fact about him, he actually he actually graduated from the University of Utah. Really? Fun fact. Oh, actually, you know, I think I had did hear that before. But um, – Yeah, so that's all I'd say about that. I mean, obviously, game two. Uh, Mariners yeah. are one and one. We dropped the game tonight, nine to four against the Guardians. Robbie Ray kind of sold a little bit. Luis Castillo looked really good. Um, who goes for you tomorrow? Do you know? Um, I think Jack. Jack Flaherty. Let's see. Okay. Luis Castillo did some work for us. I think tomorrow we got Gilbert. Yeah, we got I Jack think. Flaherty versus Guzman. Which let's Gosman. see, Gosman, sure, yeah. Last year he did. He was twelve and ten with a three point three five ERA. I um, think Gosman won the NL Cy Young with the Giants. Really? At one point, I thought so. Oh, at one point, I thought you were saying last year. It's like, oh, no, he's with Toronto last year. I think he had an off year last year, but I'm pretty sure with the Giants. I think in twenty twenty one. He was with San Francisco in 2021. Yeah, had his whip was 1.04. I'm looking this up real quick. Corbin Burns went in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there in 2020 as well. Robbie Ray won 2021. Oh, was it 2020? Let's see. Trevor Bauer won it in 2020. Yikes. <laughs> mm, yeah. He's going to play in Japan, but yeah, I, it's gonna. While you're looking, maybe that he up. didn't. Maybe he didn't. I thought I, I thought he did, but I could be wrong. Was it 2021? Did I look that up yet? Mm-hmm. I, don't know I, I don't know. I thought I saw somewhere he won one. I could be wrong. But yeah, tomorrow, Cardinals, Blue Jays. It'll be interesting to see how Jack does. Just because he's coming off, like injury, I don't know. This is his first full year. He'll be able to, like, recover. But uh, Wilson Contreras, I don't know if he's gonna play. Did oh, did you hear about him? What happened? Uh, no, I didn't. He's hurt. I mean, he's like how bad? He, he's day to day. But Jordan Hicks was in, and he took like a hundred and three 
mile per hour slider right off the knee. Like he catches with one knee down, his right knee is like on the ground. And so the pad that like protects the top of the knee or kind of goes over the knee and the shin guard, like, you know how that's two pieces and split, it kind of hit him right in the middle of those um, in that crease. And he came out of the game like, and they got uh, x-ray, nothing was broken, MRI came back clean. Um, but so it's just like a, a bone bruise or whatever, bone contusion, but he's day to day. So we'll see if he's playing tomorrow, but he bats, he has a career batting average, um, against Blue Jays pitcher of 364, only in 11 at bats, but Paul Goldschmidt has six at bats, batting 667. So he's got to be four for six. Gorman's 405 at bats. Oh, so Lars Newbar. Oh, he's one for two. So I don't know. I mean, those are all small sample sizes. Nolan Arenado, yeah. 11 at bats, bat 182, but also has a home run against him, so he's probably two for 11. But I don't know. Well, I think Cardinals. It's gonna be. It all depends on how Jack Flaherty pitches tomorrow. Honestly. Yeah, the Blue Jays. I mean, you kind of got luck. They kind of got lucky because they kind of have like bloop shots and little dinkers and whatnot. Like it's wasn't the best showing. I mean, you never know. Yeah. All right. Um. Anything else you want to say, talk about opening day? Uh, or the first couple of games. I mean, we kind of touched on both our teams and kind of some bigger stories. Anything else that you want to add? No, I think – I mean, I'm sure I can think of something else. But as right now, I think I'm good. I'm ready to move on to uh, our playoff predictions. Okay, so I'm going to write this down just so we have reference. Yes. Um, let me pull this up real quick. Okay, so – we're going to start off with doing it like this. We'll do division winners. We'll start with the AL. And we'll go to the NL. So let me just do this. So we'll start with the AL East. We'll do the Central, then West. We'll do three wild cards. And we'll kind of go through... Um, we'll kind of go through... And we won't really necessarily go. Here's how we'll do this: we'll do our division winners, our three wild cards, and we'll give our World Series pick because it's kind of. I don't know. I don't like to pick between like the rounds because I feel like yeah. the rounds just get so tricky because there's so much that could happen. Yeah. You don't know the seating, like. Yeah. So we'll just do our division winners, wild card winners, and then our World Series winners over who. So. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Because I, you're. I'll let you start all the AL divisions. I'll start all the NL divisions, just for our respected teams. Okay, so the AL East, I have the Yankees. I think once they get their pitching back, um, I think. I mean, because really, their offense. I mean, they're going to hit a lot of home runs. They're going to a lot. They have a lot of strikeouts. I think their rookie Anthony Volpe. He's going to be a, a good guy. Um, I don't know much much about him. He's got a lot of hype around him. I think he was like a top ten prospect at some or this year. Um, kind of take some take some off of Glabor because Glabor's been struggling a lot. Um, Garrett Cole looks really good. They'll get Nestor Cortez. Uh, they have Trevino and Igosha or Higosha, whatever uh, the other catcher. They have a platoon. They can be fresh. Um, Giancarlo, I'm looking for him to have 
a normal season, not, and he kind of has ups and downs every year. We'll see what he actually does. He was an all-star last year. We'll see if he can repeat that. I do think there'll be buyers at the trade deadline, as they usually are. Rizzo coming back is a big deal. So, I I, I mean, I, I'm going with the Yankees. It's kind of the easy pick, but I just don't think the Blue Jays have the talent nor the experience that the Yankees do. And granted, it's kind of a newer Yankee team, but I still think, like, Judge goes off. I mean, his first at-bat, his second pitch of the he saw of the 2023 season, he went dead center. So, yeah, I see that. Um, I'm going to Yankees. Okay. And then I will go central next. Do you want my pick, or you're doing all yours, and then we'll do all mine? Um, no, go ahead. Tell me what you, tell me uh, yeah, you want. Yeah. Good, 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 because that's what I wanted to do. Um, I think that is a good choice. I mean, I think you brought up a lot of good reasons on why the Yankees are, why you think they're going to win the division. Um, Respectfully, and keep this in mind, respectfully, you're wrong. Um, The Blue Jays are going to win the AL East this year with two of the best pitchers. Not two of the best, but they have two really solid pitchers at the front of the rotation. They also picked up uh, free agent Chris Bassett, who, yes, he's getting older, but still I think a great addition, especially if you don't need him to be like a one or two in your rotation. Yeah, um, Bassett's good. I like Bassett a lot. And so and the, Toronto's just really young, and I think they have a lot of upside. I mean, with that, there's a lot of inexperience with like the playoffs and – making a deep run there but I think I mean the Yankees are good and I mean home runs obviously are great and everything and Aaron Judge I think is going to hit a ton of home runs again this year but with how good of a year he had last year it's going to be hard to have that same year I mean not not saying he can't do it and he's only one player and obviously especially in baseball it takes a whole team to win games and all that stuff but like I think Judge is going to be down a little bit the safe pick is the Yankees. Yeah. That's the smart pick, but mm, I, I don't know if I'd say smart. I'd say safe. I don't I, know if I'd say smart. I would. I think the. I think the Blue Jays could do it if they stay healthy and if Lab yeah. doesn't digress. I mean, Boba Shett needs to step it up. Boba Shett has kind of been underwhelming his whole career. Well, Boba Shett. Boba Shett is led the AL. No, 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 no. Let me verify this information. I'm searching Google. Hits leader in MLB. Okay, I want to buy year. Um, by year. So we're looking this up. Year by year leader for hits. So we're going. Sorry, it's starting me off way back. When? Back when Ozzy Smith was running the infield. Yeah. <laughs> So last year, 2022, Bo Bichette had 189 hits, which was the most in the AL. Freddie Freeman had 199 in the NL. And then 2021, Bo Bichette had 191, which is the most in the AL. Trey Turner had 195 in the NL. So he's led the AL in hits the last two years, but he struggles defensively. And I don't know, but he, like, he, makes a lot of good contact and I think he's really good but it's just the uh, like I don't know I mean I think it, it depends on Kiermaier too because uh, they got him from Tampa um, 
That's yeah. I mean, because Kiermaier is a really defensive, a really solid defensive center fielder for the Rays. So I think it depends on how he performs. I think, like I said, I think the Blue Jays have the potential to do it, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win the division. But I think either or, it just depends a lot on your core. So like Vlad, Boba Shat, George Springer, the new guys you've added. If can can Kevin Gosman kind of recreate his San Francisco days where he was dominating when they went to the 109th season? So, anyway, moving on, and this AL Central, yep. I think it's obvious, especially if the, if we have people who have known us. I'm going to the White Sox. White Sox, what? What a surprise pick! No, just kidding. I I agree with you. Um, I mean, I honestly the Central I, is so bad. You're not you're not picking the Royals, and you're not picking the Tigers. Yeah, well, the that's Guardians, so bad. But I think the, the Guardians, Guardians and Twins are right there. I don't think I don't think they're right there with the White Sox talent wise. I think White Sox are the best team in that division by far. On paper, the, on paper, the White Sox have the most talent. They are the most ready to win the, make that postseason run. But the Guardians are really good. You can't count out Terry Francona. He's a great yeah. manager. I feel like he wins manager of the year every other year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I mean the Guardians are good. Like they beat the Mariners tonight. Like they're they have they're just really young and like yeah. they're kind of like they're not nobodies, but they're I mean that roster doesn't really have much star power besides Jose Ramirez. I mean, yeah. well, I just feel they're like they're a, always kind of like right there. Like they're, they're like the Rays. Yeah, no, that, that's literally the comparison I was thinking of. Is even the Twins, the Guardians more than the Twins. But the Twins as well are kind of a team that's kind of right there, and if you're not careful, will surprise you and sneak up on you. But I mean, Correa kind of <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have Carlos Correa got to deal with who has one apparently one working leg that the yeah. Giants and Mets didn't want. But so I, I mean, I agree it's the White Sox, but I think that division is closer than a lot of people think, just because of like. I don't know how sneaky the Twins and Guardians can be, but the White Sox—it's their division to lose. Like I think it's—I think if the White Sox stay healthy, they win comfortably. I won't yeah. say they run away with it, but I think if they stay healthy and they take care of what they need to do, win the games because we every team plays each other. So if you beat your Pirates, Reds, Diamondbacks, Rockies, A's, Nats games. You win half your games against your opponents. You win your games at home. Like, if you take care of business when you need to, then the White Sox, I don't see losing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move to the AL West. Worst. Surprise, surprise. Taking the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> and there is Casey's first bias statement of the podcast. Hear I'm, hearing, I'm hearing you. Hear I'm hearing you. We have a solid offense. I mean, Colton Wong, that's your boy. Yeah, I do like Colton. Guy, Colton Wong. We have we traded for Teoscar Hernandez, who was on that Red Hot Blue Jays team last year. He was an all-star in 2021. I think he hit, like, 30-something home runs that 2021 season when he was an all-star. I mean, it's an upgrade from Hanniger. Hanniger couldn't really stand the field. Best of luck in San Fran. Uh, Kalanick looked a lot better this spring. He kind of turned it on toward the end, toward the postseason last year. Julio coming off the rookie of the year. You have Eugenio Suarez, who I think besides behind Aaron Judge, and I want to say it could be Goldschmidt as well, but he has hit the most home runs, I think, since the pandemic started, since 2019. He's hit the most home, third most home runs in MLB, so he's got a lot of pop there. J.P. Crawford is a good bottom lineup hitter. 
uh, gets to make solid contact. He usually hits, drives the ball hard, not with a lot of power, but he's a great glove. Colton Wong, I'm excited for. Ty France was an all-star last year. You have Cal Raleigh, Tom Murphy, and you trade for Cooper Hummel. Um, rest in peace, Kyle Lewis. So did, have you? Luis yeah, have you literally just named every player? You have Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, Gilbert, Mark Gonzalez, and George Kirby. If need be, Chris Flexen ready to go seven strong if you need him to. Bullpen slides out. Munez touches 102 on the dot with a slider. I mean, if it's going to be a race between them and the Astros. I don't see the Rangers, A's, or Angels coming close. I think it's a two-horse race in the AL West. Yeah. I'm going the Mariners. The reason I say that is because the Astros have trolled against the White Sox. I mean, I think the Astros won today, but it wasn't like a comfortable win. I think they won like five to or five to three or six to three. I know the White Sox had the lead early, and you're without Altuve for who knows how long. I think if you even lose him for two months, that's still that's still tough to kind of keep up with a healthy Mariners team. Again, health permitting. Um, I'm going to Seattle. Yeah, I think all honesty, I want to pick the Mariners. I just don't know if I can because I mean you're right. They do have a lot. They have a lot of young players and they've put together like a lot of good pieces. I don't feel like, and don't take this wrong way and let me finish. I don't feel like they have any like big superstar on their team. You have J Rod, who's obviously up and coming, won Rookie of the Year last year in the AL, but. Like, I don't feel like he's tenured enough to deserve the all-star, not all-star, like superstar tag, if you will. Um, But it, like, I don't know. The Astros have been there. They obviously won the World Series last year. Yeah, Altuve's out, but they still have all those players that have been now at this point multiple world like to multiple either world series or even just deep playoff runs like there's just so much experience even for the younger players on that team that it's harder to like they just have that edge over the mariners so not saying the mariners won't or can't win the division i just feel like the astros have the edge and believe me you made your comments earlier about the cheating scandal and everything but like i don't want the astros to win the division i don't want them in the playoffs but, like, I don't know. It's just they're, I think, the obvious favorites in that division. But I definitely want the Mariners to win that division. All right. Well, I mean, I agree with you there. We're young. And I think we're up and coming for sure. I think the window of opportunity for the Astros is closing. I think they're kind of coming out of their prime. As you see, like, Bregman digressing. Obviously, Altuve is digressing. Um, Berlin, I mean, left. Springer at... Springer and Correa are gone. Jeremy yeah. Pena's a bright young guy. I mean, he was in contention for rookie of the year. I mean, he had a great playoffs last year, but not a stellar um, regular season. So, I mean, they'll, they'll they'll hang around for a bit. I mean, losing Berlander sucks, but you still have Ramber Valdez. You have Christian Javier. Um, they'll be okay. I think, yeah. again, uh, it's a two-horse race in the AL West. I think, for sure. you know. So moving on to wild card, uh, for me, I'll just kind of say my three, then you can say your three. So my yeah. three are the Astros out of the one wild card. Um, geez, I gotta go. Oh man, this is tough. Astros, 
Blue Jays, Orioles. Those are my three. Really? Yeah, I think you get three out of the AL West, or excuse me, AL East. Um, the Orioles are exciting, man. I kind of, I kind of dig there. They're kind of a fun team to watch. No, but, I'm, I'm excited for, I'm excited for them to be good and not suck anymore. But I mean, yeah, I think they're the last wild card seed again. I think Adley Rutschman has a coming out party. He's going to probably get, I think, MVP votes. I mean, I think he's a good guy. I mean, he's a genuine guy. It seems like good baseball player. I mean, he came up through Oregon State. They're a powerhouse in baseball. So I think they take that next step. Um, the Blue Jays, Astros, I think, are locked. And no one else comes out of the. I mean, I hate to say it, but there's only one playoff team coming out of the central and it's i think you know the white Sox. yeah but even if the white Sox don't make it it's guardians or twins again only one team's coming out of there i think the division is just too weak yeah i think and i mean that's a good point that i didn't really i mean i knew but didn't really think about a ton when thinking about the wild cards that like i mean just the with the fact of every team playing every team you're gonna have like because it's a weaker division, you don't get to play those weaker teams as much, and you're gonna have to go and play better teams. And you'll, I mean, you'll play the Oakland A's more, and you'll play the or more like the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates. But I don't know. I, I, I think I think the AL West wild card and the AL East wild card will have more wins than the AL Central winner, division winner. Just because of yeah. how much of a brutal bloodbath. I mean, you're basically playing catch-up with... We'll just say if the Astros do win the division, you're playing catch-up with, what, a 92-win, 93-win season by the Astros. And the Mariners, obviously, I think won 90... Oh, jeez. Who, the Astros last year? Uh, they just... won 106 games last year. The Astros did? Yeah. And the Mariners won, what, 90? I think 90. 90. They're 90 and yeah, 72. So, I mean, so 16, what, is that 16 games behind? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, right, right there. The Yankees, I mean, I get, I get, I think the race feels a lot. I think they're just, they're such a locked team. And, like, they just have, for some reason, like, you trade players away from there. Like, G-Mac Choi is gone. Brett Phillips is gone. Kiermaier is gone. And the Rays have done this before every single year. I feel like they get rid of their players, they gut their team, and then all of a sudden you have a Randy Rose Rainer show up, a Wander Franco show up. So, like, yeah. I think they're good. I just don't see them being better than the Orioles or the Blue Jays. But, yeah. anyway, that's my wild card. Let's hear yours. I think I'm going to agree to disagree. I think we're getting one wild card from each. And mine are going to be different just because I also picked different division winners. So I think the number one wild card is going to be the Yankees. I think number two is going to be the Mariners. And I think the Guardians are going to be number three. Even though it's a, a weaker division, I mean, even last year, the Guardians still had, let's see, I have it right here. Guardians had 92 wins last year. And they're projected to get, like, the over-under on them this year is 96.5. Or, sorry, not 96, 86.5, which is better than the White Sox actually so I don't know I just I think they'll be able to hang in there enough to again just kind of the gritty team that they are like I don't know I think I'm, we're getting one from each I, I think the AL is a lot easier to pick than the NL because I'm looking at the NL right now and it's yeah. extremely tough it's gonna be a bloodbath. so I think 
I think the AL is a little bit easier. So I think teams like that will like the Mariners and the Yankees and the I, I think any team out of there benefits being in the AL just for the fact of being in the AL because yeah. it's not. I feel like the AF or the AL is like top half, bottom half. Yeah, like, like you, have, you have your you have your solid teams like the Yankees, Blue Jays, your White Sox, Guardians, your Astros, Mariners. Like you have your staple teams that are gonna be good, but then and you have are the most likely half. going to make a potential. Like yeah, they'll if they just take care of business, they're fine. They're coasting yeah. to the playoffs or wild card series. The NL, on the other hand, will transition over. Do you want to start us off with the East? Yeah. So NL East, um, man, honestly. I feel like there's one wrong answer in the East. Like, in the Washington Nationals, like, if anyone picks the Washington Nationals to win the NL East, like, you don't watch basketball, and you literally, it's like the people who let their dog pick the bowl of food with the team logo on it for when they're filling out their March Madness brackets. Like, that's what you're doing if you pick the Washington Nationals to win the NL East. That's Um, what I do. (laughs) <laughs> I mean it maybe for March Madness one game thing like maybe that makes sense but like for 162 games for baseball doesn't work as well no the but, Nationals are uh, you, we already yeah. know the Nationals are not going to be it they've already been eliminated from the playoffs this year but I think there's only I think there's there's two teams that you don't pick yeah well I was that's what I was going to say I think Nationals are for sure no I think the Marlins are like a 80% likely not going to win the division. But I think there's that like sneaky 20 that if they just play out of their mind, like I think they're kind of like the Mariners of like two years ago or something. Hey, I don't the, know. Mar- there's a there's a lot that has to go wrong. Yeah, for, for the three teams, other for teams. the Marlins to be even come yeah. close to sniffing a wild card spot or a division title here. Yeah. I think they're good, and I think they're fun to watch, and they'll be fun to watch because they have decent talent. But I just think they, they're like rosters, one or two pieces away from. I would say there. even more when you when you're comparing apples to apples. Like I think there's the three other teams ahead of them are light years ahead of the Marlins, and especially the Nationals. But yeah. well, let's go ahead and just start us off. We'll have this yeah. debate. Just let's have, let's have our pick. But it's just so hard for me. Like, looking at this, I don't know who I want to take. Be- I mean, Atlanta and the Mets were both 101-61 and 61 last year. They both won 101 games. And the Phillies only won 87, but they also just picked up Trey Turner, which is a huge pickup. They didn't really lose that much. Um, I think in Bryce Harper was out for extended periods of time last year, like – uh, Hoskins was like out with an ACL injury. Like they just had a lot go wrong for the Phillies. Well, Hoskins was healthy last year, but he's out this year with the ACL. Oh yeah, spring training this year. Yeah. So I don't know. It's well. Speaking of that, Harper actually just went to the ten day IL and not the sixty. Did he? They're hopeful though. So I mean. Who knows? He'll, I bet when he comes back, he's still DHing. He's not yeah. going to be outfield anytime soon. No. Uh, anyway, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick so, the Mets. That's who I'm going with. Only uh, because I'm, going with. I'm picking the Mets just because of they had they got Justin Verlander. They have Max Scherzer. 
They got picked up all these different pieces in the offseason to try to be better. I mean, yes, they lost their closer, but still, like, I don't know. I think I think I'm going with the Mets. I know I'm going with the Mets. I, I also am going with the Mets because you know I'm a huge Lindor fan. Yeah. And, I mean, I, their pitching's good. I mean, granted Verlander is out, but, I mean, they're, they're going to be fine. Yeah. I, I don't see they're just they're too deep. I want I want to pick the Phillies. I really did, but I think with Hoskins out and Harper, you, there's kind of it's not like they want him back. They're hopeful he's back, but who knows when he'll be back. Um, I mean Trey Turner's a huge huge addition. Alec Bohm is good. I mean I like I like the Phillies, but I just don't see them. When yeah. the Mets are healthy, there's just it's hard to not pick the Mets, especially because Steve Cohen will empty the pockets to bring a championship. Yeah. So I'm going. I'm going Mets too. Okay. All right. Let's get your, let's get your biased uh, central pick. Ah. Uh, man, this one's I mean, tough. There's only one right. There's only one right answer. They, I don't know. know. It's tough. Gonna... It's tough. Psych, okay. bro. Are you kidding me? Okay. Yeah. No, it's easy. It's St. Louis Cardinals. And, like, that's bias, yes, but also at the same time, I don't think it's bias because, and granted, it's only one game, but the Cardinals' offense, and, and again, that's only one side of, like, a three- or four-sided team, but the Cardinals' offense looked so good yesterday that, like, I don't know. I just think there's so many things looking at Tyler O'Neill hit a home run, which he struggled last year. He also, by the way, tied the record for most home runs on opening day, like years in a row. Yeah, I was, four I years was in watching row. that game and they announced yeah. it like talked about his home run streak on opening yeah. day, then the next pitch he goes yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Bro, they manifested that. Which was it was dope, bro. Which I didn't even know, honestly. <laughs> like until they were talking about that so i was like she's louise but so that's dope but i i think he's gonna have a bounce back year brendan donovan is already looking good you have nolan arenado you have paul goldschmidt you have jordan walker who's gonna win rookie of the year lars newt came off a great world baseball classic already talked on Tyler O'Neill, and then we upgraded offensively with wilson Contreras. like i honestly think the cardinals offense went from like a seven to an eight point five or nine, like just yeah, from I mean, Contreras is, is better offensively than Yachty. I mean, I think Jordan Walker is going to be better, and then Brendan I mean, Donovan's better. To, I mean, I'm picking the Cardinals too. I think. I mean, I, I, I want to pick the Brewers because I like Yelich, and I obviously I like Cody Bellinger. But the Cubs are nowhere near sniffing that division. Um, the Brewers. I mean. I think the Brewers honestly have a little bit better pitching staff 100%. than the Cardinals do. 100%. But, I mean, I think the offense, like you said, like it's just night and day. Like you have Christian Yelich, sometimes Willie Adamas. Like, yeah, but, but then Rowdy, it's just kind of like Tell- who? Rowdy Tellez, yeah. But like Garrett Mitchell batting eighth, seventh. Like he was a rookie last year. Like he's decent. Like just the Cardinals, it's not apples to apples. Or the Cardinals offense. I mean, I, I see them like kind of how I see the Warriors. It's like, can you outscore them? If you can't, you're going to lose. If you can hang with them. So I want, I'm interested to see how, like, series, like this Blue Jays series kind of interesting. Yeah. You have so much firepower, and it kind of shows, like, yeah. the offense of, like, you have to score more runs than the Cardinals. I mean, obviously that's the name of the game, but yeah. the Cardinals can put up a lot of runs in a hurry, 
especially if you're making pitching mistakes with Goldschmidt, Arenado, Contreras, Lars Newtbar, um, O'Neill. Like, obviously, they show in power, even uh, Jordan Walker, who, I mean, he even has speed. The dude's, like, sick yeah. and has, like, super long legs. Like, he's a fast guy. Like, yeah. they can put up a lot of runs and run the bases with a lot of havoc if you don't if execute you're not careful, with them. Yeah. Yeah. But in the same to play devil's advocate and double-edged sword, can your offense take advantage of how weak the pitching is for the Cardinals? I, I would say the Cardinals are buyers for pitching at, yeah, 100% at the, the deadline. deadline. And there's and there's one guy that I think would make total sense for your team, but also makes total sense for five other teams, and that's Shohei. But again, yeah. the Shohei sweepstakes is going to all depend on if the Angels the- want to pay him the six billion dollars he's gonna make or yeah whatever and if they can put a winning team or it, it all depends it's gonna be interesting to see what that comes down to if i'm the front office i'm shipping him somewhere that has prospect ready talent you sure you may have to give up jordan walker and possibly tyler o'neill and i don't know maybe a, a bullpen pitcher maybe flaherty because flaherty maybe is already at the door Maybe you go up that to the Angels for Shohei. I would take it. I mean, because you're getting the best hitter and the probably one of the best pitchers of the game to come help your team win. And I don't see a team that outscores them with Nolan Goldschmidt and Shohei. I don't. I don't see it happening. I mean, granted, you make that case with any team with the Dodgers, Yankees, Mariners. But for the sake of it, yeah, the Brewers. Thanks for trying. You might get a wild card spot, but the Cardinals are easily winning that division. Yeah. There's a no, lot that goes wrong for them not to win. Yeah. Um, All right, this is where I think we'll both have the kind of same head again, but I don't, this away. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Like, well, okay. Actually, I think we will. And I'm going to say the Padres. And then, what, do you agree? Are you going to say Padres as well? Yeah. I mean, I don't see how you can't with the yeah. amount of money they spent, the amount of talent they have. And like I said, we talked about it earlier. Tatis yeah. not being here. You're two zero oh, and two against Colorado this year. It could just be a slow start for getting used to Xander. I mean, I don't know Hoson King. Yeah. I think is switching over to second now because Xander's there, or maybe third. No, Machado's at third. We have Machado. Um, yeah, I just. Word, I honestly have, go for it. You finish. I mean, they have good players, and Tatis comes back on the twentieth, like you said. Like I just, I don't. I, I'm taking the Padres. I don't. The yeah. Dodgers, I think their window is coming off. to a close. Yeah. But I also think it's kind of strategic because I think they want to win with these group of guys they have now while clearing up cap space. So when the show haste sweepstake comes around, they said, hey, we got Mookie, we got Freddie Freeman, we have Julio Reyes, you have Will Smith, you have Gavin Lux coming back, you have Max Muncy. Where do you fit in, Shohei? Oh, you're going to be our number one pitcher in our DH. Yeah. You're going to fit right in with this team. Like, let's be honest, that's what the Dodgers are doing. And the Dodgers, having, in a sense, a tank year, will still probably make the playoffs. Like, yeah. I'm almost they're, like... Yeah, they're, like, kind of tanking for, like, by Shohei. their standards. Well, like, for Shohei, yeah. yes, but by their standards. Like, they didn't make necessarily a lot of big offseason moves because they're going to be, like, yeah, they're waiting for that the, the big move. I think but, compared apples to apples, dollars to dollars, the Padres right now are the better team, which is yeah. kind of expected when you invest five or like a billion dollars between five players. Yeah. And you Darvish, Blake Snell, Machado, Tatis, I mean, Bogarts. I mean, 
And like, even though they're not superstar players, like Ho Song Kim is a bit of a big part. Um, Cronenworth's been a big part. I mean, there's just so many players on that roster. Austin Nola, like their pitching's good. Like, it's. I think this is an easy pick because I think you look at it apples to apples. The Padres are a better team. I mean, they beat the Dodgers, or yeah, they beat the Dodgers last year in the playoffs. I I'm going with the Padres. Yeah, no, I agree. I just. I mean, it's hard to count the Dodgers out, but I agree the Padres have more talent, I think. And the Dodgers are obviously still good, but I just think this, I don't know. The NL West is, I think, the least competitive it's been in a few years, this, like this year. And not that there aren't, like, the not that the Dodgers aren't good or anything, but the Padres are just kind of the clear favorites and the Dodgers have kind of been the clear favorites in the past, but the dot or the Padres were kind of up and coming. I mean, the giants two years ago won like 107 games along with the Dodgers, like, and they had the tiebreaker. So they took the division. So like, I don't know. The Rockies are just, yeah. I think going to be a little bit better than they've been. The diamondbacks a little bit better than they've been. I think the giants are going to fall off a little bit, but they'll still be decent. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't open. be surprised if the Diamondbacks almost jumped the Rock or the Giants this year because I think the Diamondbacks pitching staff is really good and they have a lot yeah. of good young players. And I mean, they got Kyle Lewis from Seattle; he was the 2020 Rookie of the Year. So they are moving in the right direction. But yeah, I agree. I think it's underwhelming with the NL West because, like, you kind of I feel like every year there's always that one team that's just a superstar team out of the NL West. Yeah, and it sucks for markets like Arizona and Colorado that just can't seem to crack many players like that i mean you have a nolan arenado trip to st louis and give 50 million dollars to the cardinal to take your best players <laughs> to bring in chris you're, you're chris never Bryant. you're never gonna let that down i love chris bryant but i would never in my million years trade chris bryant for nolan arenado yeah no and then give the cardinals 50 million dollars just <laughs> on just top. says like hey i know you're really <laughs> hesitant to take nolan arenado so what if i squeeze the pot and give you 50 million as well and they're like oh yeah, we weren't going to take him just straight up here. Yeah, we'll take that 50 million. Yeah. And granted, know. Paul Goldschmidt came out of Arizona. I mean, I don't know if he got traded or left in free agency, but yeah. Uh, so, traded, I'm pretty sure. So I, I think. Note to self, don't ever trade at the Cardinals because they'll just please you. <laughs> yeah, because anyway. you're going to lose that trade. You, if you trade at the Cardinals, you'll lose that trade. <laughs> Let's go to the wild card. Wild card. I am taking Atlanta number one. Dodgers number two, Phillies number three. Yeah, I I, I could see that. I don't, um, I'm not taking anyone out of the Central. I mean, I think the Brewers will make a push, but Dodgers is too good. And then that, I mean, the only way I think the Brewers get in is just because that NL East is so competitive. But at the same time, with every team playing every team, it, they're not going to play each other as much, so they won't beat up on each other as much. That's, I think, going to be the advantage for good teams, like all within a one division. It's actually going to benefit them with playing all the other teams because they'll play, they won't play each other as much, and they'll play other teams that, like, aren't as good more. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm picking the same teams just in a different order. I'm going Phillies, Dodgers, Braves, but I think really. Reverse the story. Braves and Phillies are separated by like a game or two. Like, like yeah. this Texas game, Philly lost may make a difference later. Down, bad down by one sixty two. But I think yeah, the 
I think that race is tight in the AL or the um, NL wild card. I think all three teams will be separated by like a game or two. It's just a matter of like yeah. who finished hot last. I mean, because you make a case for any three of those teams to win the division. I just yeah. think the Phillies are going to get hot. I think when you get Harper back, I think they'll figure out first base. I mean, they have someone up right now, but I figure I think they'll make a trade to get a DH slash first baseman. Um, and like I said, the Braves are the Braves. Like Acuna's back, Albies is back. You have Matt Olson, Austin Riley. Um, they have the other Contreras, William, and they have Travis Darno. Like they have a good team. Like it, like I said, it's going to come down to like three games that's going to separate those three teams from a playoff spot. Yeah, um, I, I think it's going to be can really play any order. But the Dodgers could be first. There's any really. Yeah. I think it's those three teams. The Central. Yeah, thanks for coming. Like thanks for trying, but you just. There's just so many. There's just so much firepower in the NL. Like out, I mean, I think the Cardinals are good, and I think are going to surprise a lot of people and do better than people think, just because that offense is so good. But outside the Cardinals, like Milwaukee, just doesn't have it all together, and I don't think can compete with the rest of the NL, just as a whole and like with the playoff push. But I think the NL wild card again is going to be very similar to how it was last year like there's going to be a handful of teams like and I think Milwaukee will be in the wild card hunt but like they won't obviously make it based off my prediction and then like will fall out the last couple weeks but it's gonna be like super tight really late like I mean there's gonna be a lot people are gonna be jumping each other all the time going back and forth oh this person's division lead and oh now they're first wild card second wild card back to first wild card like I mean It'll just be really tight up until the end, and the AL will be pretty tight too, but then we'll, like, fizzle out. Like, I mean, we pretty much knew who was going to be in the playoffs a few days before the season ended last year. The, yeah. er, so, at least for the most part. And the NL I is just more see, intense. I, the, AL's, the AL's not as powerful as the NL, but the yeah. NL, I think, it's kind of the same thing. That there's clear-cut favorites, but, like, it's going to be a lot tighter, I think, when it comes down to division winners and wild cards. Where I feel like the AL is like you pick. I mean, the Central is really the biggest question mark because there's so like if the White Sox don't stay healthy. The Guardians are most likely it's anyone's my pick. league, yeah. Or anyone's the game. Central's up for grabs, but the East it's the Blue Jays, Yankees. The West it's the Mariners, Astros. It's a matter of who's hot, injuries, X Y Z. And then it's pretty much um, even with all three of those, all three divisions. It's pretty much like one of those teams is going to win the division, and the other team's going to win the wild card. Yours was a little different, yeah. but for the most part, I mean, that's how mine was. So, but yeah, yeah. we'll see. All right, World Series. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Um, you go. Back to you. All right. At the NL, I have the Padres making it. I kind of tipped that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to beat the Yankees in six. Really? Okay. I are we jumping to me or do you want to make more comments on that? Or do you want me to make comments on that? Um yeah, let's see what you have first and then we'll kind of discuss. We'll go back and forth, okay. Um no bias in this whatsoever, but coming out of the AL, I think I'm gonna have Oh yeah, honestly that's tough for me. Mmm. I think it's going to be Toronto um, in the World Series coming out of the AL. And then in the NL, 
I'm gonna have the Cardinals, and I think Cardinals beating the. You know what? I mean, my bias side says yes, but the reason, and this is so. This is what I'm gonna say, and then I'll give my final answer on who be two. Or are you, are they, is it a clean sweep? Is it a oh no sweep? Is it no, six? No. Um. Well, I think the Cardinals get to the World Series because they make those pitching adjustments. Not adjustments, but like pick up one or two. Because the last two years, the Cardinals have picked up like two pitchers um, at the trade deadline that aren't necessarily huge pickups. But this last year was Quintana and Jordan Montgomery, and both of them pitched really well for us like the second half of the year. The year before that, it was uh, – oh, used to be a Cub, pretty sure um, – a Boston uh, Red Sox was. as well, and then he retired. Oh, what was his name? Oh, I want to say not, it wasn't Lackey. I know it wasn't Lackey. Lester? Was it John Lester? Lester. No. It was Lester. Was I it? I think it was Lester. I think it was. Bald? Yeah, I think it was John Lester. Let me this up. Yeah, me too. I'm 100% sure it's John Lester. Yeah, it was John Lester. Um, so John Lester... And then I can't remember who the second pitcher was we picked up that year as well, but like was he? It was a good pickup. Um, and so the Cardinals—they've showed two years in a row that they're going to make moves at the deadline. Not necessarily a big move. I honestly don't think we'll get Otani, only because at least at the trade trade deadline, because the Cardinals have a track record of they're not—they don't give up big pieces and like a lot of pieces or different things for to get someone for like half a season like they're not going to go and get otani i think the best way to get otani this is going off a sidetrack sidebar sorry no i think the only way for a team to get otani is to clear up cap space and go from a free agency i generally don't think the angels are going to move him because i think they want to get something done because I think they want to keep him because I think I mean, at that point your franchise was struggling so badly like you need yeah. to keep your pieces there to keep your fans and your revenue up because they already talked about selling the team once and said oh never mind we're going to keep it but then it's like okay we're keeping it what are you going to do with Prout Otani like what are you going to do to put yeah. a winning team out there yeah. but sorry back to your well, no and so but I just that's why I say the Cardinals make the playoffs or not the playoffs, the World Series, because they make those changes. But I think the pieces they give up are going to be some of our like bench players. That, like Dylan Carlson, he's been a starter the last two years, but he wasn't this year. And I think he'll get a good amount of playing time. But he, like with Jordan Walker coming up, I think he's going to be the one affected by that most. As well as like Juan Yepes with the DH. He, he'll get some DH spots, but Brendan Donovan has like he had a really good spring and had a good day yesterday as well. And so I just think like we'll trade some of those people and maybe some prospects and stuff like that. Um, if we we're to make a big move, but I think it's going to be smaller moves for like some minor league, like talent and stuff like that. But um, with that, you're beating the blue Jays in how many games? Seven classic full, seven. full series. Yep. Are you, did you write all this down? Yeah, I did. Good, good, good. Yeah, I think. I mean, if it makes sense, I mean, I honestly. That offense is just so powerful. I want to pick the Mariners for yeah. my, but I don't see. I think it's the kind of how I pictured the Cardinals, I guess, in a sense. It, is, I, you gotta, it comes down to can you score runs the Yankees can? Because the Yankees can put up a lot of numbers or a lot of runs in a short amount of time with 
home runs and whatnot. Yeah. But I think they finally get that over that hump. I want to see Judge in a World Series. Um, but so yeah, I don't pause real quick. See. What? Sorry, who? Because this is a big factor as well that I think will determine, well, can determine things. Who do you think? Who who are the top two seeds on each side for divisions? Like because that, that um, those teams get the bye, and I think that's a huge thing. Like the Car- Cardinals won the, the division last seeds. year, yeah, but then they had to go play the Phillies, and obviously lost or whatever in the division round or in the wild card round. So, like, well, this isn't the top two best. It's the best records that are division winners, right? Correct, it's not correct. the two best records. Yeah. I think it comes out of the East and West. I think the East has the best record than the West. The Central, I don't... I mean... Are you talking it, NL it or AL? Wrong. AL, sorry. And AL, AL okay. East. I think the AL East and the AL West have the two best records. I mean, the yeah. Central could, but I just, like I said, I think now you don't get to play the Tigers and the Royals As 24 times. times combined. Like, I yeah. think you get to play, like you're really going to see who the better teams are. And I don't think the central has like the central will be a first run exit. Yeah. I don't, and I hate to say that because I love Tim Aronson and those white Sox are fun to watch, but I don't think they make it past the wild card round. I think yeah. if they play the blue Jays, the blue Jays are winning easily. Yeah. Um, and then same kind of deal. I think it's the West and the East. I don't think, well, that's tough. Yeah. I, I think probably, I'm thinking, I think I'm going with the East and West just because of the money standpoint. Like, there's you spent all that money between Steve Cohen. I don't know who the Padres owner is, but they just have unloaded the checkbook and unloaded the pockets. Like, I just don't see. Yeah, if there's an expectation that comes with that. Yeah, if they don't one two. Yeah, then like you're exactly what you're going to go off and spend more. So I think, I think as of now, I think it the regular season will be the top two will be the East um, West. East West, but again, the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are a think, lot less of a surprise if they got in the one or two like best records out of the divisions than like the White Sox or like the Guardians or whatever. Yeah, like it's it's hard for me to not pick the Cardinals, just but like I said, it's just this matter of pitching. The yeah. Padres and the Mets are just complete teams. Like when fully healthy, they're complete teams. They have offense, they have star, they have star power, they have pitching, they have a bullpen, like. They well, I think they're. Factor. I think they're complete teams on paper, but because they've also added so many pieces, like I think they'll put it together. But it's like it's not a sure thing because it hasn't, like they haven't done it before oh, yeah. altogether type thing. Or but never. when the Padres get clicking, and I guarantee yeah. you, when they go, they will. like when you have Soto, Bogarts, Tatis, Machado, Kim, Machado, no, like when you have that offense clicking, yeah. not, it. it it's you're you're not your yeah. pitchers are having it's a deadly day. yeah and then you have to go face you darvish and blake snell and they yeah. have other guys joe musgrove they have yeah. musgrove who threw no header last like they have good pitching they have the bullpen is probably their weakest point but even then it's not like it's the worst bullpen i've seen like yeah i think the cardinals will easily win the wild card round at that point it's you hope to you hope to God that you don't play either of them, right? Like you hope that yeah. you don't run into the Mets, especially or the Padres if they're hot. Um, yeah. I mean, the Cardinals can beat them in seven, I feel like, but I mean, you gotta have you can't have Nolan and Goldschmidt they gotta batting show up. one one forty for this for the series. Like you like 
as much talent as you guys have and that can like produce like you have to have goldsmith and Nolan Arenado at the second like in the center of that like producing show yeah. and like kind of leading that way well and that's why i think the... well i just i think that's why we're better so much better this year is because our offense is so much better adding wilson Contreras, i think is huge but then also like Again, having Jordan Walker, having Lars Newbar, like Lars Newbar was, I think, a rookie last year. Like, just having more experience there. And Jordan Walker, he's a big bat. Like, he's known for his power. So, once he gets that rolling and settled in, if he has a good year, like, come playoff time, I think it's just those are going to be the things, those small things. And, like, that's what I think is going to take us. But, yeah, there's obviously a lot that has to go right. And I think the Cardinals are probably going to have the hardest path out of the division winners because, yeah, like there's – I don't know. It's going to be tough because here's it's, the thing it's, as it's well. Hard to play, it's hard when you're playing against money. Like yeah, it's just, that's yeah. just the common fact. That gets, well, it's in, in the wild card teams that we said were – because we both picked who? The Mets to win. So you're either Pick going up win. Atlanta, Phillies, or the Dodgers. Those are the like – which team do you want to go through in the wild card yeah, round? It's, it's None of poison, them, especially like, if all three teams are hot. Yeah, like, it's hard to pit. Like, it's like okay, so you have to go to LA and play. Yeah, well, and that's why I think Freeman, the Cardinals, to go to Atlanta, and go play Acuna, Matt Olson, and you're probably going to get Spencer Strider thrown at you or Max Breed, or you're going to Philly to play. That well, potent offensive lineup, like we'd have it in St. Louis if we were division winners, but it's still. Oh yeah, but it's still it's. Yeah, they have it's, it's, all those yeah. teams have good pitching, so. But that's I mean that's why I think the Cardinals are going to push so hard because like not that Nolan Arenado can necessarily do anything about that specifically, but he made comments last year and like in the off season and stuff that they want to push for one of those top two spots more than anything. So they don't have to, well, so they can get that buy and don't have to have that short series. So I think they can, like, it wouldn't surprise me if they are one or two in like division records or whatever, but like I'm almost expecting them to be like have the third record. Not that they're not going to do well, but just like you're saying the money talks and because those teams have spent so much money and got so many big pieces, it's just hard to compete on with those players. Um, yeah, I agree. I want to look at Dodgers do get Shohei or the Mets get Shohei. Like I just don't, I don't know. Anyway, you were going to say, what were you saying? Oh, sorry. I was, um, I just wanted to look up like the MLB like payroll tracker for teams this year, just to like compare. So like if we were to go up against the Mets, the Mets this year their twenty their twenty six man roster is two hundred twenty eight million. Um, and then the San Diego has, I'm just doing NL teams. So but the Padres are one seventy six, Phillies are one eighty one, Dodgers are one sixty seven. And then you go down to the Cardinals are at 120. So literally, like the Mets are a hundred million to over a hundred million dollars, a hundred and eight million dollars more for twenty six man roster. And then, like the Padres are fifty five million more. Like the Phillies are sixty one million more. Like that's those are if they if the Cardinals paid sixty one million, that's like huge pieces or whatever that's multiple players making a lot of money to make up that difference so yeah. there it's I just 
It's hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Padres beat the Yankees in my prediction at six. Um, I, I think they start, I think they figure it out. I think Soto, Machado, all of them turn it on. I think they figured out. I don't know if there's a team in baseball with the Padres. I mean, shout out to Jake Hepworth. Um, he's waiting for this. I know he's happy. But that's what we got so far. I mean, it's a new season. Opening day's upon us. Or it's past. It was upon us. Now it's past. Yeah. April starts now here on the western, I guess, mountain time zone. We are approaching 1 a.m. It's a podcast, so it's April 1st. We have a full slate of baseball today. Um, anything you want to close us out with? I know we've been around a little longer than we wanted to today, but... Um, you know I what? Mean, I'm not... I don't actually have anything that... I mean, I feel like this is a good time. We're about hour 30, which is a little long, but you know what? That is all right. I I think the biggest thing is that I want to take away or I want to leave with the people is I'm just excited to be here. I'm excited to be doing the cast, and I think it's going to be a good day of baseball today, later today. Um, and also, I just can't wait for our next cast just so we we can keep talking about it and keep going and, and getting into it and hopefully get Pete in here with us here soon. Yeah, I'll give you a little insight on Pete. Pete is a Yankees. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, he is a Yankee fan. But. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he is a Yankee fan. Um, sorry, I had a little technical difficulty on my end. <laughs> no, you're, cut out. you're good. That's what I was covering. Um, yeah. Yeah, you covered up. You covered me up. What we do here on the pod. Um, yeah, Pete is exciting. He's fun to talk to. Um, just don't expect any cold takes from him. He'll only have hot takes about the Yankees. <laughs> yes. um, he's he's chasing twenty eight. Um, but I don't, you know. We're we're gonna get. Here's my hot take. I which I don't even. One. I don't even think that's chasing, that hot. I'm, I'm, we're getting I'm twelve one. before he gets twenty eight. That's all I'm saying. I'm chasing one. I'm chasing one. That's all yeah. I gotta say. No. I'm chasing one. You I'm ready for an appearance? You ready for you ready for the hottest take of hot takes? Yeah. The Cardinals pass the Yankees for most World Series titles by twenty one fifty. Twenty one fifty. Yeah, a hundred twenty seven years from now, they overtake them. I hope. I hope you're looking down from the heavens above to see when that happened. No, I me me as well. It'd be magical. But yeah, I'm hoping to see one Mariner win. In your lifetime, win, in my lifetime, I'm hoping for that. Hey, maybe you know, may, also, maybe fun. next five years. I don't think it's out of question. Next five years. Yeah. But All anyways, right, well, we are excited to be back on the pod. I mean, we our last pod. You guys may have known we had a little hiatus. Uh, had a lot going on last year. Yeah. You know, we uh, had had a lot of big changes. We're back though. We're back to talk about baseball. Hopefully, we get a few more. Uh, a few more people on here, a few more voices, you know, maybe some guys that we've talked to in the past, maybe get some other friends on here that are baseball addicts like we are. Uh, we'll kind of give you some updates throughout the, um, you know, we'll give you some updates throughout the season. We'll be with you hopefully this full season now. You know, we don't have any more ACLs to blow out. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, we, no. We've got a lot of time on our hands. We do, we do. But yeah, I think... So, Biggest thing, biggest takeaway for me is, yeah, excited to be back. Um, appreciate you 
appreciate those that are listening. We appreciate if you guys like the podcast, if you share it with friends and family that you know that are into baseball. If you have things you want us to talk about, please let us know on those social media platforms or the email that we will soon, someday in the future, set those up. Um, But yeah, tune in next time as well. We'll have a new episode here soon and also have just kind of hopefully a structure of how frequently we're going to be rolling out episodes. But uh, we appreciate you listening to the Broken Bat. Wow, the Broken Bat podcast. Casey, any last words? Um, As always, go Ems. And I look forward to the season with you. Okay, yes. I look forward to it as well and talking baseball again here soon. But... My name's J-Rob, Casey on the other end. We appreciate you guys again. Have a good rest of your day.